Hello and welcome to Ruck in the 90s, your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to the life and career of actor Alan Ruck from the years 1990 through 1999. As always, we're your hosts. My name is Chris Elphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. As we mention every week on the podcast, although Alan Ruck's most known work was his role as Cameron Fry, Ferris Bueller's best friend in the 1980s, the 90s were truly Ruck's golden years. This week, we'll be talking about one of the most important films Alan Ruck appeared in during that seminal decade. But first, a word from this week's sponsor. Ruck in the 90s is brought to you by Spin City, the mayoral sitcom technically starring Michael J. Fox, but more importantly, Alan Ruck as Stuart Bondek, the chief of staff for New York City Hall. What's more important, being a deputy mayor or a chief? of staff we're just saying exactly i mean who's the real star of the show we all know we all know it's ruck yeah Stuart. he he brought he really tied he tied the staff together i mean he was the chief of staff. he was the chief of staff that's the title and like yeah you might say maybe the it's maybe the mayor's the lead but that was clearly not the case no it really wasn't anyone anyone with a few brain cells who's seen the show would know that ruck was truly the star exactly so uh, this week, check out uh, check out some Spin City if you. Uh, I don't know if it's available any on any streaming services, but maybe someone has like a. Did they ever, ever even release that on DVD? Probably. I, I I don't know. I mean, they really build other people as the stars of that show: Charlie Sheen, Michael J. Fox, Heather Locklear. They screwed so, up. You know, without without the pure star power of Ruck, I, I don't know if it would have had like much of a dvd release yeah that's a good point yeah if it's out there check it out yeah we're sponsoring something that we don't even know (laughs) is accessible (laughs) well that's the level of high quality content that we continue to put out as the ship sinks (laughs) all right let's uh let's move on to this week's ruck light wow that was awful uh this week's ruckus there it is. Yeah. Okay. The the spotlight is what we're talking about. Um, Kirk versus Picard. This is one of the questions that has plagued Star Trek nerds for over a generation now. Nice. That's a good pun. So, which one of these captains of the USS Enterprise is a superior? Is the superior officer? It's a debate that I won't touch with a tractor beam because it's pretty dumb. I think. I I, I don't think it needs to be. They're just they're two different captains. But one question that I think is brought up less often is Kirk versus Picard versus Harriman. So in 1994 Star Trek Generations, Alan Ruck plays Captain of the Enterprise B, John Harriman, and he doesn't have a ton of screen time, but he really kills it. Many people, many people, think that Captain Harriman is a poor captain, not really knowing how to deal with the situation that unfolds during the ship's maiden voyage. Given that it was understaffed and under-equipped for just about anything, it's not really a surprise that Harriman panics, but after this, he very quickly regains his composure and does something that no other Enterprise captain would do. He swallows his pride and defers to the wisdom of a more experienced officer. Yeah, and that makes him, I think, a really good captain. I couldn't see Kirk doing that. He'd, he'd be right. He no, he'd would... get headstrong about it. Exactly. Having the, yeah, just having the ability to swallow your pride and just be like, hey, you are a more experienced captain than me. I defer to what you think. Let's get this going. Like, we got to save people's lives. It doesn't matter 
you know, the size of his dick doesn't matter. Inspirational. So, so many people are quick not to include Harriman in comparisons like these, and often prefer comparing less other, other lesser-known Enterprise captains like Christopher Pike or Robert April, or these days, uh, like Jonathan Archer. Uh, but here's the thing. They weren't in a movie that was meant to bridge the gap between the original series and the next generation. Alan Ruck's John Harriman, Captain of the Enterprise B, is that bridge. Wow. Yeah, he is Bold. the bridge between Kirk and Picard. And bridges are a very important part of, like, architecture and, you know, our structures and stuff like that. They hold things up. Imagine if we didn't have bridges. We wouldn't be able to get across water. Like, Bill Clinton talked about the bridge to the 21st century. I think Alan Ruck had a part in that bridge. What are you doing here amongst we mere mortals? This yes. is genius. That's that's what we ask of Alan Ruck every week on the podcast. The way he takes just almost a fill-in role and turns it into something not much more. That. Oh yeah, beyond. <laughs> no, I think what you meant not much more, not um, much less than like godliness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think he deserves to be counted amongst the greatest captains of the ship and an undeniably important part of the Star Trek universe. Well, and not to mention, Alan Ruck was also in a number three other great or good films, including Speed, Twister, and Young Guns 2. And that's pretty well as far as we can take this April Fool's joke. Yeah, I... Like Ruck in the 90s. You're welcome. Yeah. Chris has wanted to do this for literally years. Yeah. And two, here we are. Two, two years. Two years. Yep. Dreams come true. It can happen to you. And it can happen to Alan Ruck. I mean, he's a good actor, I guess. He's right. He's pretty good, yeah. yeah. And, I don't know, it's a he's good got Star a, Trek movie. Well, he's got a name that rhymes with Stuck, so. Yeah, and Speed was a good movie, so, I don't know, let's, let's talk about Speed. Remember Speed? Oh, Keanu. Keanu in his prime. I know, and did that have Sandra Bullock in it? Yeah, okay. I think so, yeah. All right. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I really really need to just sit down and just go through that bus that couldn't slow down again. Do you think that there was any measurable increase in people applying to be bus drivers post-speed? Like, it may be that six months to a year after. Like a did... baby boom. Yeah. Was there was there an uptick in people interested in uh, piloting public transit? Yes. Probably, right? I definitely believe that. Mm. As well as I think I believe this even more to the point where I actually believe it. I think people were probably trying to do that VHS trick. Oh. With the loop. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, Homer does it in The Simpsons. He does. That's true. Yeah. And it's actually a really, it's kind of a clever idea. It is pretty clever. I agree. Yeah. Also, speaking of Keanu. Oh, uh, yeah. Got a little bit of 90s news now. Uh, unfortunately, not Ruck 90s news now. <sighs> I wish we had some Ruck news. Maybe next time. Yeah. Uh, there was an Entertainment Weekly picture for the uh, new... I guess it's just a Bill and Ted promo. Yeah, it's, it's something. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a confession to make. I'm no fool. Is that I'm it? Not, not, not. Yeah. Uh, something about Dave Grohl. Okay. Keanu's looking like Dave Grohl in that picture. Kind of. Yeah, he's he's growling it up. Anyway, I haven't I haven't watched Bill and Ted, either of them. Well, they're all grolled up now. Ooh. Ah, grown up. did there. But yeah, I haven't That's watched actually, movie. They're great. I've heard this. I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I still haven't watched it. So I am going to vow to all our listeners and people in this room to watch both movies before we end the podcast and then, you know, report back with some news about that. I think 
I think they hold up. I haven't seen either recently, but just due to the humorous nature of the movies, I find that comedies often hold up better than the average, you know, action or thriller or whatever. So yeah, I think you're in for a treat. They're fun. Yeah, I mean, and I think you're right. Something about a lot of thrillers just don't hold up as well. Action movies can. Like, Speed's still pretty good, I think. I don't know if it was all that good to begin with. A speed is as good as it ever was. That's the problem. Okay, you're onto something with that. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, like, True Lies. I feel like that hasn't aged too well, except for, like, the I didn't kill my wife, I don't care little bit. <laughs> I wonder how many times you've said that over the course of these years. Get off my plane! <laughs> At least three. Oh, man. Yeah, you should definitely... I might rewatch Bill and Ted, too. They're pretty great movies. Yeah. And, like, it's just a part of pop culture that I feel like I'm missing out on, and we do a podcast on the 90s for a few more weeks. Speaking of things that people have missed out on, did you vote this week, everybody? Because we put it up late. That's okay, though. So some of you probably did. Yeah, we got uh, we got a couple less votes than last okay, week, but well. not too far off. I think a lot of people might also be mad that their favorite dinosaur is gone. I am still mad. Yeah, James. James. James Brontosaurus. In the arms of an angel. Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> All right, now, now, on, on that depressing note. All right, voting's been turned off. Everything is done. This is the round of eight. We've got eight dinosaurs. This is technically a division final. So spicy. Yeah. So for the uh, the first division, I think it was the Triassic division in the Mesozoic Conference, I think. Ex excellent. We've got Ducky versus the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. I voted the T-Rex. Yeah, because he tore that duck to sh well, duck like dinosaur to shreds. Finally. Yeah, you out of here. Ducky Ducky put up a much better fight than I thought she would. Yeah, Um. I mean, still happy about it, I guess. Oh, I'm very excited. But All right. Here we go. Our, uh, I guess this is the Cretaceous Division. Oh. We've got uh, Sharptooth from the Land Before Time up against Green Yoshi. Green Yoshi. Green Yoshi is our winner. Excellent. I am so glad that a Yoshi has managed to hang on this this far. It means a lot. Especially since he, it was a close game uh, back in the oh, round that, of 64. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was bad. It was rough. And Yoshi's really, he's really gotten it, got it together, got his game back on, uh, I don't know, he's back in the game. He's got his head in the game. It's where point. it needs to be. He's, uh, he doesn't need Mario on his back. He's still shooting out the tongue. Doing what he does with that, making those weird noises. Well, it's it's just surprising that he hasn't laid an egg yet. And it's Easter when we're recording. There's <sighs> there's a thing. It's jokes. All right, now we're moving on to our. Uh, I think this is the Pangean Conference, and this is the Asian Division. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got oh, Baby Sinclair versus Charmander. I voted for Baby Sinclair, and I'm not ashamed of that. Yeah. Neither are over half of you. Yes. Slightly over half of you. This is our closest race. We uh, did it. Yeah, Charmander put up a good game, but ultimately, maybe it just comes down to the fact that he is not a dinosaur. Baby Sinclair could win this thing. Yeah. And I think we're I think we can now officially announce that everything left in March Dino Madness is in fact more or less a dinosaur. Spectacular. We yeah. finally got there. Yoshi is a dinosaur. Yep. The T Rex is a dinosaur. Correct. Baby Sinclair is a dinosaur. From the show Dinosaurs. And Spike versus Rex. One of those is a dinosaur. Come on, Rex. Who's it going to be? Come on, Rex. Spike is out. Yes. 
Rex from Toy Story. We've done it. Is yeah, bringing it, bringing it home. Everyone conference finals. Everyone I voted for made it through. This is the first time in this whole fucking thing I've been happy. Let's see. Yeah, with the exception of Charmander, uh, I'm I'm three for four on this one. This is this is getting bad. Oh yeah, it's. I mean. We can't we can't discuss the matchups because I we don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't want to skew it. I don't want to sway any more than the swaying we did for James Brontosaurus. Yeah. And I mean that didn't work. You so. all let us down. So Never yeah, there's forget. There's gonna be no more no more discussion on that. Uh guys, we've got a couple weeks left of March Dino Madness, which means I think we've got a couple weeks left of the podcast. What the um, ruck, right? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm kinda silent after that. Thank you. Okay, so we've discussed a couple more things. Uh, one podcast is still ending. We I thought about making an April Fool's joke saying that we're going to keep going, but that... Oh, that's that, mean. That's cruel. That's mean. Yeah, so we are still, in fact, ending the podcast. Uh, but we did decide that we are going to archive all our episodes. Uh, we're just going to pop them up on YouTube. They're just going to be audio only with, like, a picture of our logo. So if you want to listen back or if you want to get anyone into the podcast, feel free uh, we will link to our YouTube when it exists, and we'll leave the podcast page up for a month or so. Uh, it does cost money to host it, so the podcast hosting will eventually go down, but we will be on YouTube, and we'll post about it on the Facebook, too, just in case people are behind. Yep. Yeah. Um, and now for something completely different. Again, in, in an effort to let you behind the curtain and tell you about our actual honest-to-goodness lives. Let me take you back to the year 2017. Where are we going with this? December 27th. All right. Chris and I, oh, along with Talia and a few of our other friends, decided to engage in a fat loss competition. Not that any of us are particularly big, but I wanted to get back into some semblance of a shape that wasn't round and... I figured that I could coax a few people into it. It ended up being nine. nine. There yeah. are nine of us, which is pretty bonkers. Yeah. Um, but we all agreed. So I don't know what your pharmacies and, and grocery stores look like around the country, let alone you know into the U.S. But we have a chain of grocery stores here that have a kind of a wellness center. So it takes your blood pressure. It measures your weight. And there are also two handles that you hold for what seems to be either 30 seconds or seven minutes and it determines a very rudimentary guess as to your body fat percentage so we all threw in 50 bucks to start ran this thing over three months and decided that it's like a winner take all just whoever loses the largest percentage of their percentage of body fat would win so it's like it's a percentage of a of a percent to try and yeah. keep it fair for everyone yeah it's been an interesting three months uh we've all had different ways of doing it uh some people in the competition did nothing uh um, that didn't work yes that does New, very little not much uh i went for more of just a limiting my limiting my calories sure yeah <laughs> no chris chris did chris did very well some would say he won others would say he's very hungry I chose to go back to a full ketogenic diet, which is like all all meat, cheese, and vegetables in not that order, um, and also go to the gym. Tally is a reasonable person who can eat like portions, like controlled portions. So she did that, but also went to the gym. Like by the end of the second month, it was pretty apparent that it was just Talia, Chris, and I 
going for the gold here. More or less. Yeah, there were there were a couple people there were who a couple were really strong at first yeah. and then sort of tapered off for various reasons, just busy with work, you know, life gets in the way. It does. Yeah. It sometimes it doesn't find a way, sometimes it impedes the way. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, let's swing it back to the 90s for like two seconds. Quickly. Uh, there is a clip that I haven't watched yet of Jeff Goldblum reading the steamed ham scene from The Simpsons. I have that open on my computer at home waiting for my return. Yeah. Because I found it as we were about to leave the house. So hopefully it's awesome. We I can't vouch so for it yet because we haven't seen it. But check back it out. Back to the weight loss competition. The moral of the story here is that on day one, I googled how to dupe this machine. Fully believing that I could win on my own, but ah, just in case, wanting to see if I could cheat it. And had your bets. And lo and behold, I found a guide as to how to cheat this machine. So knowing that there was like a week left a few days ago, I did a measurement. I realized that I wasn't going to beat Talia and probably wasn't going to beat Chris. So I decided to engage in this method of of duping the damn thing, which involved me eating a lot of bread and trying to retain as much water as I could to convince the machine uh, that, you know, I have more water than fat and therefore pushing my total body fat down artificially. It's not really cheating. It's just not, not being honest. Needless to say, it backfired spectacularly. I think I still finished third somehow, but that's only have, because yeah. everyone else sucked. So that don't don't cheat, kids. That's the moral of the story. Uh, last week, stuck in the '90s was brought to you by winners. They don't do drugs. Oh, uh, th- I don't know how this ties into it. I should have done drugs. I guess. Yeah, I guess you should have. Oh, I mean, if you became like a, a meth head, you wouldn't have time to eat. That's true. Yeah. Uh, don't do meth, people. Probably not. Yeah. Anyway, the, Chris actually won. Tally came in a very close second, and I a distant third. Had I not cheated, I would have been a very close third. I think. In a lot of ways, maybe Talia should have won, uh, since, I mean, we were two kind like, you were all, like, you were keto and gym. Yeah. So you were, you know, f- sort of fringe diet with very healthy thing to do. Lifestyle gym. activity. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was almost pure food. I was trying to be as active as possible, but it was a cold winter, and basically it was maybe slightly more than average. Talia, on the other hand... Ate reasonably well. Entirely sustainable. And went to the gym. As a healthy person would. That's like a, that's a three bears thing right there. Yep. Too hot, too cold, just right. But too hot worked out. Sometimes things edge a little bit to the spicy. You burned your mouth, you took the prize. Yeah. Um, what that has to do with the 90s is, I don't know. I'm, Absolutely nothing. It's nothing. just a fun thing to talk well, about. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I like getting off topic. Like, this episode is rocking the 90s. Yeah, so. it's an April Fool's episode primarily with, like, an addendum of that thing we've been doing with the dinosaurs. Yeah. I thought about trying to do, like, uh, a March, like, Ruck roughness or something. Oh, God. And, like, pitting pitting Rucks against each other. Different Ruck from, you know, John Harriman versus whoever the hell he was in Twister versus some guy in speed versus the guy from spin city but that, eh. that would have been maybe a little weird a little bit too far i would have found it funny i mean and the winner would have been john harriman oh i hadn't thought of it like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know so yeah i think uh i don't really have much left to say this uh there's there's kind of been a freeing feeling about these last few weeks. Yeah. It's... I think going into it, uh, we've got a lot of content that we can just kind of plow through. We, we can just grab bag it for the next couple weeks. 
Pretty like, amusing. Want to talk about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? We'll talk about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Want to talk about home improvement? We'll talk about home improvement. Want to talk about Bill Clinton? I don't know. Lewinsky? Who knows? We've got a whole decade of material that we've been kind of... That we spent two years trying to... Just picking feast, at. Yeah, picking at very slowly. And now we can now we can feast. And I hope your ears will feast on that too. So with only a few episodes remaining, our method of feasting today was focusing on... The side roles of Alan Ruck. Our priorities are in order, and you are welcome. <laughs> As always, we are online. Facebook.com slash Stuck in the 90s podcast. Instagram, Twitter. You know, you guys know where to check us out. It's only going to be up for, for, I mean, the Facebook, the Instagram, those don't cost money. They will be up in perpetuity. Oh, and I deleted Facebook. Yeah, Connor's on a Facebook break. Yeah, fuck um, that. So if you've messaged us on Facebook and it's taken three days to reply, that's why. That's... Me not being around a computer very much. But also, if you messaged the Facebook and said something that you wanted me to find out about, I found out about it, and thank you. <laughs> Talia says this is back off. Wink! And Talia doesn't say shit. She knows her role. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Talia did say to back off, but you don't have to listen to her. It's okay. I'm literally sitting in between you and getting more uncomfortable as this goes on. Well, that's okay, because we drove my car here, and she might not get a ride home. So, yeah, we're going to upload our stuff to YouTube eventually. <laughs> and, I don't know, maybe we'll come back for a special here and there. We're, we're not setting anything in stone. We're, but, we're around. Yeah, we'll be around. Reach out to us. Touch us. Wow. Bring us into your computer. Oh, God. I don't know. Go go look up Alan Ruck. Yeah, do it. He he did some good shit after Ferris Bueller. Maybe he watch, really did. Maybe he watch really Bill and Ted. Did. Yeah. It's a good movie. I'll do all those things. But for now... The podcast, the podcast is, is now Alan Ruck, Ruck. Uh, comma Alan. Close. It was close.